0: You're listening to Freud's Angels, where we talk about where the science of the mind meets the spirit of the heart.
1: Each week, we'll discuss ways to create awareness of yourself and your reaction to the world around you today, as well as healing events of the past. I'll be bringing in both traditional and non-traditional psychology concepts, and I'll be bringing the healing through the lens of our heart and how to heal what we discover creating a powerful connection between what our heart needs and what our mind thinks we want.
0: Now we're your hosts. I'm Amy. And I'm Vanessa.
1: Now let's get into the show.
0: Hello, angels. How are we? Oh, I was so happy we're here today. We're going to do something super fun. And yeah. we decided we've been doing a lot of really deep soul searching and shadow work and, and talking about a lot of the things that Ooh, can be heavy so let's talk about something fun yes I'm <laughs> so
1: excited about this
0: we are on episode 55 55 it's it's a good number it's a good number I was it's born five, I didn't even
1: didn't even nice I was born at
0: 555 a.m and you know so it's like yeah it's a good number
1: no you weren't born at 555 that's amazing I was <laughs> awesome
0: <laughs> yeah I will never be awake again at 5:55 a.m. But there it is. You know, I was bored at least at that time.
1: That was the first and the last time I was excited at 5:55 a.m. <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> oh my gosh! So, Miss Vanessa, what what are we doing today? Stop. I'm so excited. We. It's funny because, like, when we were trying to figure out what we were doing, I felt like we were both in this just low energy, low vibe, just kind of like. Think, think, think—you know—trying to push. And as soon as this topic was introduced by Amy, it was like all of a sudden the lightness came in, and it got exciting. So we're going to talk about um, our journeys into to, to this this world that you're experiencing us in. Um, how did we get here? What tools do we use in our everyday lives? How did we get to the point of of this? this spirituality that we exist in right now um I'm excited about it I got my little tools over here the things that I have (laughs) um so yeah I mean it's I think it's going to be I think it I mean I think it's going to end up probably being a little bit of a almost like a how-to for people who are trying to figure out what they're doing you know just getting some ideas of you know what what's out there and what what it feels like to step into this place because i know that a lot of people are just kind of out on the wings going i don't understand why i'm drawn to this what do i do (laughs) well and i think too is that you know people look at
0: places like instagram and they see you know when they're talking magic when they're talking you know the spirituality and and they see it in a in a perfect picture and i think that i would really love to dispel that idea that you have to look like that in order to work within your own spirituality your own inner magic like yes. it to me it's like it can be messy it can it yes. does not have to be perfect it does not yes. have to be you don't have to be you know you don't have to have everything yeah you know the, mm-hmm. the you know i i think that it's just we wait to step into it until we feel we have all the tools or that we're ready it's like no you're ready to do it from now until you know as you grow and it'll get deeper and deeper and I think that and as you
1: look back I think everybody I think everybody who steps into this looks backwards and goes oh I've been doing it but I was subconsciously doing it like I've been living in some some magic here and there but it was like you look back on those moments and be like oh my intentionality or whatever you know oh okay yeah and you can kind of connect to that of like oh well I've been in it so I don't have to create a persona I can just build on what actually has been working for me and see yeah. where I go
0: <laughs> Yeah, absolutely absolutely and you know I I think Vanessa I would love to hear your story where you know where it began for you you know when you're stepping into the idea of not just rogue therapy but the idea that um that there was different ways to kind of do what you
1: do okay well I will say and this was the weirdest part of my journey into everything you know all of this that we're about to talk about today is that you know I grew up with um a stronger Catholic background than anything else. But with this kind of openness, like my parents let me explore different religions, but it was still religion, right? Like it was still very religion based. Um, And I connected really just kind of with the energy of it and the Mm -hmm. ritual of it. So Mm -hmm. those were the two things that I really liked the most. And this is why I ended up back in the Catholic church was because I loved the ritual of mass. (laughs) I enjoyed getting up and singing and then getting down and then getting on the knees and then go like, I really liked all of that. And then the energy of being there, the, the vibe of everybody in there was made me feel good. You know? So I liked to go to church for that reason. Did I believe in everything that I heard? Of course not. (laughs) I think we can look at me and tell that that that's not it. But I believed in the principle of it. I believed in the feeling. I believed in what what the root of it was, which was to create within yourself a godliness so that you could go out into the world and do good and be good and, you know, just kind of, you know, kind of bring that out into the world. Not everybody does it, but that's the goal, (laughs) right? (laughs) Um, So that was kind of, spiritually how i ended up in that place of just the individuality of it because of my individual experience being different i think that solidified inside of me that everybody is an individual and everybody experiences things individually so then when i went into so like my first experience being a counselor was a peer counselor in high school um at peer outreach and just um actually i had one of the greatest i guess teams of people teaching me um I, mrs Swannick was one of them and i can't remember do you remember the home ec uh there was yeah i know we're going so far back she had dark hair i can't remember her name she was so great though she was the other peer outreach leader anyway they were so open like i know mrs Swannick used to do reiki way back then that's like the 90s right like she was the first my first experience was reiki was in her class um but i remember so, like, that. wasn't they, she the
0: sex ed teacher uh she might
1: i think i took sex ed in junior high i'm like,
0: pretty sure she was a sex um, ed teacher because of the fact that she did show us energy touch. Like she did bring in the idea and had, you know, and, and had um, somebody lay on the table and just how you could feel their energy. And if you go this way, you're ruffling their feathers. And I remember that
1: yeah right like
0: and I was so like like, like, goosebumpy at that time like I remember that moment in high school
1: you know (laughs) early 90s too like looking at it like 2021 now people you know it feels like it's growing now but like way in touch back then but yeah she might have done sex that she did something else though too that I was there for um some other home ecchi but you know I mean this is it's high school like a lot of teachers do a lot of you know what I mean like Cooking, and you'll be the cooking teacher, but you'll also be the sewing teacher. Yeah, <laughs> you know, like, um but no anyway, budget. <laughs> yeah, exactly, low budget. But anyway, that was like my first experience with that, and th- because those were my my peer counselor teachers, essentially, mm-hmm. I learned at the beginning, uh, like in this way, like I learned rogue therapy way back then because they were very much about the person in front of you and you know, that kind of thing. It wasn't until I went into college that they totally tried to flip that on me and be like, no, like we find who we align with when it comes to theory. And then we theorize everybody according to that theory. Like, and it was very structured. And I just remember being like, I don't know that I am going to do that, (laughs) (laughs) but I have to get this degree. And through my entire master's degree, that was my only approach was like, I just need the degree. I can't do anything without the degree. So just get the degree, do what you got to do to get the degree. And then you will go back out out into the world and you'll figure out what you need to do, how you need to to do this. But I never lost that individuality thing. And that's what drives me as this rogue therapist, as this, you know, breaking the rules in the clinical world type of person is that like, Oh no, there's individuality. And then on top of it, there's stuff we don't even know about (laughs) that exists in the energetic space. So let's just keep an open mind, all of us, all the time, myself included, and bring in whatever magic shows up in whatever form it shows up in. And that's, you know, essentially how I got to where I am in this space of, you know, not being able to really describe myself as a therapist (laughs) because it's like, I mean, I am, um, but I'm a counselor. I'm intuitive. When it comes and goes, I mean, there's, I'm an individual, yeah. and that's really what it comes down to is that it, I am also an individual existing in the space of a teacher, healer, counselor. So, long story, almost not no. that long. <laughs> no. What was
0: what was your first ever? tool do you think that you received
1: um in terms of uh, it was intuition for sure
0: yeah
1: i mean i just i've always had like a knowing of stuff i just didn't know until i was an adult that it was called like intuition and that some people have to really work to tap into it you know it was just some of that was just kind of any in me and i for a long time walked around thinking everybody did that and so I would get angry at people like how do you not know that (laughs) it's so obvious and it's like no it's not obvious to everybody I'm in a in empathy place like I feel things differently you know and so it makes me know things differently Mm -hmm. but yeah that was probably my first the first thing and once I learned that that was a thing then it made me want to discover other things that were out there that could help me Um, be more in touch with myself at first was how that started Um, but yeah it was just intuition and somebody telling me it was intuition and knowing that everybody didn't have it that was the start that was the first thing of just kind of like my gut instinct is really really strong and usually right always right (laughs) what about you where did you where did you we've never really had this talk i don't think so this is very interesting i mean i'm i'm excited about today (laughs)
0: so my beginning began as a very small child um I but it started it it began and it ended very quickly um I used to feel spirits ghosts Mm -hmm. I would actively talk to my aunt Doris who passed um and I actively would feel like she was there with me. Yeah. And then I was kind of like, I said, I told somebody, an adult, of course, and they're like, can you really, I think you're just lying. You know, I think you just, I, I think you think you want it to be that way, but I don't think you can. Um, and then it was funny. Cause I was talking to a hairdresser who was so super religious, like super religious and was yeah. like, that's not true. You can't do that. And she was like, I I'm going to, and she stopped cutting my hair and started to pray over me. And I'm like, no. oh my God. <laughs> the one thing I am so grateful for, for my, my mom is that she did not um, take us down the road of the religion. Yeah. She was a Catholic baptized Catholic. Mm-hmm. Uh, my grandmother was um, from um her family, on my mom's side, my grandmother was from Quebec, um, Canada, and they, she was taught by the nuns Mm -hmm. in Catholic school. And she hated it. My grandmother hated it. She said they were mean, they were unkind, Mm -hmm. you know, and she just, they, she just, she was like, no. And she, and my mother decided not to do that. I don't think any of us were baptized or any of us were, um, uh, Christians or anything like it didn't happen for us. Mm -hmm. Um, and I think that that's good because I think it's given me the ability to be open to all things. Yeah. And when somebody asks, you know, what's your religion? I'm like, it's very eclectic. Like I like parts of different religions. Like Mm -hmm. I like the, I am so with you on the, the ritual of the Catholic church that totally like I am so into that like I love that and I you Maybe know it's a
1: spell. yeah we cast a spell everything
0: I mean incense and you know we're praying which chanting you know it's 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 really close to that um yeah. you know so it's it's very it's probably very similar to what we experience in past lives as as pagan witches and you know and and I just I'm sure I'm, I'm loving the, the the ritual side of it but I don't again I don't like there was other stuff a part of it I'm like man take it or leave it I don't want it but there's stuff like I love the idea of non-attachment when it comes to Buddhism and to yeah. heal the suffering and to heal the attachment to our expectations or whatever. I'm very there with that. The Hindu um, religion I you know like I, I love some of their God goddesses and they're about as fuzz, um, you know, I, but I just kind of, I'm, I'm, I'm like an amalgamation of a whole bunch of them. And yeah. it's not to suit me, but it's to what feels right for me. Sure. But I don't really, I don't really practice anything. I practice mm-hmm. kindness. I practice compassion. I practice empathy. I practice non-judgment. And that's, that's my religion. It's, yeah. it's, you know, that sense of, trying to see the god in everybody because it's true there's god in all of us even people that we were like really really Mm -hmm. there is it's just it's just whether it's being accessed and utilized in their day-to-day you know there's there's god there was god in hitler but he didn't access that part of himself he accessed his ego which was not part of his godly part and he Acted from that space from wounding, traumatic wounding from his childhood. Hello, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> if he had a therapist, we might not have had World War Two. You know, just you know, saying, if Hitler, if Hitler had a therapist,
1: that would have been, man, would our world be different? <laughs>
0: yes, it would. We wouldn't, you know, we wouldn't have had gas chambers and mass genocide and you know, whatever. So, yeah. But there is a piece of God in everybody. And that's, that's what I try to see. That's, that's what I try to see. It's like Graham Doss used to say, you know, look at everybody as God in drag. Yeah. You know, and I do, and I do. Which I love. And even if, even if there are people that are labeled as bad people, there's, there, somebody hasn't, they haven't had a reason or felt safe enough to access their godliness or they don't even know it's there. Yeah. And it's not been accessed because they either have been living in a situation that doesn't um, that doesn't encourage it, or that it's about survival. Because some people that do bad things, they don't know any other thing but survival, and sometimes that means hurting other people. Absolutely. And you know, and whether it's circumstance or choice, what it comes down to is, is just you know they haven't they don't have access to that part of themselves. Right. And that's why you know I do feel. You know, there are some people that are wired to work in their head because there's mental health Mm -hmm. issues there. There's huge Mm -hmm. mental health issues that are never dealt with or that are created, you know, Mm -hmm. some of these manic people that are created because they have crappy relationships with their mothers. So they, they end up being serial killers of women. You know, it's anyways, I digress. I I totally got off track, but (laughs) it's all good. It all made sense. (laughs) So You know, and it's not to say that I condone the actions of people, but I do see that, that there are people that just, you know, that just, they're not accessing that part of themselves. But anyways, um, and then nothing really happened until, um, I, I mean, I always, I always kind of knew there was a spiritual element to the world. Like when I lived in Canada, I took my mother-in-law to her Reiki classes, Mm Mm-hmm. So, I knew there was healing touch. I, yeah. Yeah, I saw it in sex ed. <laughs> like,
1: yeah. you know, she showed us about energy work. Funny you that know. I can't remember it being sex ed, by the way. Like, I'm like, uh, and, and then I went on to yeah. not understand my body when I went through fertility treatments, probably because the only thing I remember from sex ed is Reiki. Anyway. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> but but uh, so, you know, I knew there was another world out there. I had moments of intuitive sense. I, but I never really dialed myself in. I, I always kind of wanted to be a nurse because I always wanted to help. I'm a nurturer. I'm a healer at heart. I want to help people who are in their worst moments or m- moments where they need help and to help them. That's always kind of been who I am. Um, but my journey, this part of this leg of my journey truly and deeply started the day that I had, it was January. It was a day that I had that Reiki session with my old mentor was because I had such a profound reaction to that session that I walked out of there thinking, I need to do this. I need to know because, you know, many of you know, I have a challenging relationship with my mother and she used to send me all this stuff for Christmas and I didn't like any of it. I told her months and months and months of don't buy me this stuff. Don't buy me that stuff. Don't buy me this, but she still would do it. And I kept it in these boxes and bins and I took them from Canada and I brought them to Pennsylvania. And then when I moved in my apartment, I put them in my attic. And I, and after that one treatment, I sat on my couch for like an hour staring out the window, not really thinking of anything, but just kind of, in this space of nothingness, of neutrality. Yeah. And then mm-hmm. I called my friend Amy, who, uh, yeah, I my best friend. It was her name's Amy. And I, um, I said, can you bring your truck? And she's like, okay. She had an SUV. Yeah. And I said, she's like, what are we doing? I'm like, we're cleaning out my attic. And I got rid of everything. I mean, oh my everything God. my okay. mother gave me. Um, like all of it. I just, I was like, it's going, I have no desire. And all of a sudden it was just like, I had this massive release of that obligation of that sense of, you know, well, this, well, that I just got rid of all of it. And I knew in that moment how powerful energy work was because I had all the energy that was stuck in my body, you know, on that situation that I couldn't release. and. So I, yeah. And I, I signed up for her classes and I, I did it. And usually, and I was the only one in her level one. And she had said, usually when that happens, there's, you know, there's a person who's coming that, that is going to be use this as, you know, it's going to share it, use it. Yeah. Um, the, the day that I did, it was a mastery number day. Um, and just, She's like, it's it's pretty big when I only have one student. And she says, I know it's big. And yeah. so I did it and I went through all three levels. There's other flavors of Reiki. I mean, I have silver, rainbow Reiki. I have violet flame, lavender flame. Like I have like many silver flame. Like I went through all of it and I that started my journey. And she stepped me into she recommended books, she recommended things. Um, and that really stepped me into, um, that process of learning what energy work is, what, yes. Oh my goodness. Can you hear her? Yeah. She's like me too. <laughs> um, and just stepped me into just that space of healing is possible and changing my life is possible. And whatever, happens, I can create a better life for myself. And that's, you know, and that's kind of how my journey started. And that was in 2010. Okay. And here we are. I mean, I've learned what three other modalities later and, you know, I, I do it, you know, for a semi living and, you know, it's just,
1: yeah. Yeah. That's all from a Reiki session that released you from these fucking belongings you had been toting all around the place out of obligation
0: yeah i'm talking like big huge ass rubbermaid bins full of shit
1: yeah and i was as soon as you said it i got i got the goosebumps because i was just like like i felt that that freedom (sighs) that like just that realization of like no i don't have to (laughs) Oh my God, I could feel like this more often. Yes. Yeah. And and it was a space of neutral.
0: Like I wasn't mad at myself. I wasn't criticizing myself. I wasn't doing anything. I was just really neutral. And it it made me see Mm -hmm. that I didn't have to continuously work to find, get her approval. It made me see that I can set up boundaries about our relationship to make me okay. So like I wouldn't take her phone call every time she called. I would let, I would allow myself, I would allow her one phone call a month and uh, cause I needed space. I needed yeah, space to sure. understand myself. I needed mm-hmm. space to heal. I needed space to work on what I was feeling and the effects of it and what really, what was happening. Mm-hmm. And that's that, you know, and that was all before I started therapy. That was what, two years before I started therapy. So and then I, and then I went into therapy and did brought my healing to a whole new level. And, you know, so that's kind of, you know, how it started for me. And, and I just never looked back. Yeah. I mean, I, you know, a lot of people didn't kind of sign on to, to where I was at mm-hmm. and I lost some friends and like, even my friend, Amy and I, like, I don't know that she understood and I maybe didn't communicate it well enough
1: but that's a hard part of the journey i think that's that's an important thing to think about is you know like the idea that i I mean and and what i didn't understand about it was that it is a necessary part of the growth like it kind of felt like it was a, a shitty byproduct of change you know but the understanding that it's it's essential because I you have to change the vibe around you and and if that yeah. means that there's low vibe and that doesn't degrade that person it just means that we don't match energy yeah. anymore, and well, that's okay because and- that's going to happen in many different ways that that happens when you become a mom you know like yeah. I have mom energy now and so I connect with other moms a little bit more than I connect with the people I used to dance on the bar with <laughs> You know, like it doesn't mean the connection doesn't exist. It just means that it's different now and that sometimes people don't like different. And so then they, they make their own choice to go find people that are like them and that, that it's not, it doesn't have to be negative. It's all about staying within community that fits for both of us.
0: Yeah. And, you know, and part of it too, is in the beginning, I don't think we realize how to articulate what we're doing. Sure. It's like, I, you know, it's like, there would be conversations and she's like, you know, we'd have, and she'd say, you've changed. It's like, I don't even know who you are. And I said, and, and had I, you know, been where I'm at now, like when I'm doing some massive changing, you know, I can explain to them, well, it's just because this is, I'm, I'm shifting because I'm shifting my narrative. Yeah. I'm changing, I'm, I'm, I'm shifting my narrative. So there's going to be impact in situations where it feels like, I'm pulling away, but I'm changing how I relate to that situation. And, right. but, but you can't, when you're starting it, you have no idea what you're doing. You have right. no idea how you're, you know, that the fact that you're not ar- the same person or that, you know, that, that you're not articulating and the way that, that people understand, because they're just like, they're, there's they have not started that step yet. They haven't yeah. gotten to that point where their massive change is happening because of, you know because of what you've experienced and
1: right.
0: like I right. said you're
1: right and I think I think it's become easier as I as I continue stepping because I will continue stepping as far as you know as long as the paths appear in front of me I'm going to continue to follow them but you're right like and I think that it helps you reframe those friendships consciously instead of like unconsciously which is what happens when they when they fall away abruptly yeah. you know and that, and and that that conversation happens where it's like you've changed you are know, like ah. like it feels weird to have that conversation but when you're like more into it you're able to say like well I'm still me you know and you and I still have certain connections you know you don't have to believe in what I believe in in order for us to have a friendship it just means that things are different you know that 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 you know, I I do things, I do things differently, or maybe speak differently or believe differently. And it becomes that choice of, well, how, how do we fit together now? I have tons of friends that are just, they're very much not into the kind of things that I'm into, but it's fine. I can go and I can sit around the fire And have a few drinks and laugh and and have a good time with these people. It doesn't mean that they don't have, they can't exist in my space. It's just a matter of knowing where in my space they they fit. And if they don't, it will naturally fall away because that will be the path for both of us, Mm -hmm. the path that's meant for both of us.
0: And, you know, I think the biggest thing too is to share with our listeners is that there's no reason to force it. Don't try to be what they want you to be. That's what you're, that's what you spent your time undoing. is all the expectations of you not being yourself. And I think that, you know, and, and yeah, and I know some people take, take, um, when you step into yourself, there's all of a sudden boundaries. There's all of a sudden a little bit of the things that we won't put up with and a little bit of the things that we need to correct for ourselves. Some people are going to take offense at that because they're going to feel that you are it's something you're doing to them. But it's important because when you can step into that wholeness of who you are and understand what it is you need, only you can fulfill that. There's no one else in the world that can but you. And so it's really important to understand that and at some point be able to articulate to your loved ones and friends and saying, Hey, it's not that I'm not hanging out with you. It's that I'm trying to take more time for myself to do the work to heal.
1: Yeah. yeah. Or enjoy spaces that, that other people don't want to be in. You know, like I, I understand not everybody and I haven't been to a sister circle in a while, but I get that all of my friends don't want to be in a sister circle. So guess what? If that's what like, I feel like I want to do right now and you don't want to do it. It's not a slight against you, that you don't want to do it, you know, but I'm making the space for that. So that means I have to take it from somewhere else. There's only so much time, you know, and yeah, being able to articulate that takes practice.
0: A lot of practice, because Mm -hmm. had I been able to say that, I think that our friendship would still kind of, we're more acquaintances than friends anymore. And, you know, I know that had I had been able to articulate that sentence to her, I, I, it would change. It would have changed. It would have been different. Our friendship may have stayed intact, but at the time I didn't have that articulation and that's just, it was just the result of it. So, you know, and, and I'm not mad at it. I'm not mad at it, me or her. It's just its just what happened. And there's nothing much I can do. <laughs> like, yeah, right. <laughs> I mean,
1: our, our radical acceptance, it is what it is. It was what it was. There's no changing any of it that happened and there's only you know this moment and changing a possible course of the future if that's a decision but otherwise you know that that radical acceptance of okay well i couldn't access it and so i didn't and that's fine because i can only do what i can do in every every single moment i can only access what i can access um But yeah, I mean, that's, that is part of it. You know, I still get that. But then at the same time, like I think we talked about in one of the more recent ones, you strengthen your bond with people who are, who are also stepping into that space that maybe we're in your life as an acquaintance (laughs) and then it increases because you're stepping into the same energy. And that's exciting too. You know, like, that's an exciting byproduct. We Like we kind of talked about the, you know, so, so there are some negative consequences of people not understanding but there are some extremely huge bonuses to the people that do understand and that walking with them and having those people along on the journey of learning i mean for me that that was um that was amazing to have people like you to be like what i remember sending you messages like tell me about crystals. Cause I'm feeling them, but I don't understand. <laughs> like, you know, what does that mean? Like what is that energy that's coming off of that, you know, and being able to, to have someone to ask that to, so that I didn't feel alone. And I knew that I had that community there, you know, like there's something huge to be said for that, that positive really outweighing the negative of stepping out of, you know, a different vibration that you don't belong in anymore.
0: Yeah. And one of the, um, when I took uh, level two and level three Reiki, I had some classmates, and Lisa Myers was one of them. And she, her and I, you know, we became friends. Um, we became closer friends towards, um, after at, towards like later on, like at first we were like acquaintances. Hey, what you doing? You know, you want to come over? Okay, yeah, you know, we were acquaintances, but as we both grew and as we both kind of like, I would take a class and I'd be like, hey, you want to take a class with me? You know, with another teacher, whatever. She did my LPD class that I facilitated, but you know, we became closer and closer. And to now it's like we, you know, she's a part of my soul sisterhood. Like she Mm -hmm. is one of them. She is, you know, I never thought that we would be this close, but, you know, there's been, there's been roadblocks. There have been issues with other people being jealous, you know, and there's other people trying to manipulate themselves to, Like end the friendship, so we've we've stood the test of time and (laughs) remain friends, and we can like not talk to each other for months, and then we call each other and be like, "What's up?" You know. (laughs) Yeah, it's it's just that type of friendship. So it's yeah, and I appreciate all of the friendships, and I love that we have. I love that you and I have connected on a on a level different. Like you know, we've been friends because we you know we high school together, we did cheerleading, we did road trips. You know, we we had that friendship, and then to, you know, even when we started doing, trying to do earth angels and it's like, you know, we were kind of like, well, okay. And then we just kind of were like, man, it doesn't feel like the time. And we were both kind of like doing things and really busy. And, you know, you were having babies and I was, you know, doing other things. And, um, it was just, it was, and then, and then to just kind of take it off and then start exploring that spiritual side of life. And then, and then us today deciding to do this, it's like, there's no prediction that you can have on your relationships and your friendships as you start to grow. You can either strengthen them and discover new avenues of being friends with them and new ways of connecting, or you're going to find that you're not really connecting like you used to, but you still appreciate and love that human. It doesn't mean I have tons of people who don't do what I do, but that are my friends. But we just connect, you know, on a more infrequent level, you know, we, I still care about them. I still love them, but they're just, right. you know, they're not my, they're not my, my, you know, my spiritual healing crowd, you know,
1: well, and I think sense? once we step into this space, we actually, um, are able to to cultivate to kind of um, cultivate those friendships in the way that they need to. I can feel, like I can remember like before I was in this kind of mindset of like if somebody fell away from me it was like the natural reaction is to get defensive yeah. and be like well fine I don't want to be your friend either or right. whatever it is like that's a that's a defense mechanism of it. But now being able to kind of nurture that instead instead of turning away or having a protective measure and just kind of being like, yeah, yeah, I know. I mean, I know things are different and I know that, you know, we are different, but I still love you as a human and still be able to show that love instead of showing that, 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 that the showing them your back because you feel like they've turned first, you know, like being able to still bring that love. And you know what, that's a gift too. And that is actually planting a seed. We talk about planting seeds that's planting a seed too, you know, like when, when you meet somebody's, I don't want to say negative, but not positive <laughs> uh, reaction to your change with love, you're, you're teaching them to do the same, you know, and that, well, it may take a long time. They will remember that you did it. You know, they will remember that you were able to be friends even after you changed. And yeah. there that at some point will catch up, you know, nobody ever... <laughs> completely ignores it's just how long does it take to catch up will it be 20 years or will it be 20 days we'll find out you know (laughs) but um yeah i mean it's 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 cool i mean i think the tendency is to be quiet about it at first Um, I know for me, it was a little bit because I didn't understand a little bit because I mean, there's no bigger imposter syndrome than trying to explain something that nobody can see. (laughs) You ain't kidding, my friend. It took me a long time to be able to say, you want a healing? (laughs) Right. Like, you're just kind of like, so now this is what I believe in and you can't see it. I feel it though. So (laughs) there's that, (laughs) you know. it's fun. Able to explain well yeah now I use these things that you have no idea what they do but I swear that energetically they work and it's like you've lost me all over the place I have no idea what you're talking about you sound <laughs> out there <laughs> well I am but I'm floating in happiness so <laughs> let me know when you want to know more <laughs> exactly exactly you know it's just yeah
0: uh, it took me a long time to come out of that spiritual closet um, yeah. and well, and it's funny because my first, my dearest friend, Cheryl, who comes to our lives a lot, she, I love her cause she was the biggest cynic, but she's like, you can practice on me. And some of the things that happened, she was like, Whoa, what was that? <laughs> you know, <laughs> she was like, Oh, <laughs> yeah. yeah, so, so it was, it was, I was thankful because she was my Guinea pig. She was, I would always, I would learn it come home I'd have to, I want to practice I'd invite her you know she'd come over and it was just funny because we'd both be like I don't know what that was what was that you know yeah. and you know there was healing done and I miss you know being available to do that for her but Laura. um in a in a real person sense physical sense but yeah. I just um yeah it it's hard it's hard to explain but you know what I I don't need to convince. I You get to a point where you don't need to convince people. Absolutely. <laughs> you just get to that point when you're on your journey that you say, you know, this is what I do. I help, you know, I'm just, I become a hollow bone conduit for, I become that pipeline for the angels, you know, universe, spirit, and God to and Jesus to just send healing energy to help move your energy. I mean, I just watched, I just, I wish I could like, Steal half the clip of this. I'm watching like how the earth, what happens with the earth and these mega disasters and you know, like weather systems and things like that. And we were just talking, they were just talking about wind, not only wind as far as like within the earth, but like solar wind, like the aurora borealis, and I think that's what it's called. And um, it's like the northern lights, like that is all. That is all energy from yeah. the sun. That mm-hmm. is the sun. And what happens is, and they were even showing how the electromagnetic frequency of the sun will sometimes disrupt our magnetic frequency on earth. Yeah. Like the sun, the yeah. sun shut down an entire subway in Montreal yeah. because it took out their electrical system, yeah. their electrical grid because of, Of a solar flare.
1: Yeah. Well, it's crazy that people can believe in in electricity, which you can't see. Right. And it's here. And electricity is energy. (laughs) But not believe that because it's not controlled, there isn't other energy. Yeah. (laughs) Like we can believe in controlled energy because there's an output. There's There's a physical thing I can see that that energy does. Therefore, I can believe in it. If I can't physically see the effect of the sun in the form of shutting down a subway or in the form of a solar flare, because I see a picture, then I don't remember that every single day, every second of every single day, it is affecting us.
0: <laughs> and, and just the fact that, you know, you think about it, we are made up of atoms. That's what move. That's what keeps us alive. That's what keeps the blood flowing. That every time you, every time your muscle contracts or your heart contracts, you're creating energy. That's why they use electrical probes on your skin to test what your heart is doing. It's energy. How can you, and so, and it's funny because if you think about it, if you know, every time it's like winter time, it's dry, you get up and you touch something metal and you get a shock. Yeah. Well, that's because you're, you're, you're vibrating differently. And you, you've charged static electricity in your body because you have energy, you have atoms that move and sometimes this energy gets stuck in your body. It mm-hmm. gets stuck where there's certain things happening, where there's cellular memory. Like right now I'm suffering from a lot of energy being stuck near my spleen and my thoracic spine. And so therefore there's a blockage in my energy. So like the rest of my body isn't functioning at full capacity because of the fact that there's a lot of energy stuck there. It's hot. It's energy it's a it's an energy source right now that's consuming a lot of my energy and so when I go to someone like an energy practitioner like a healer a Reiki healer, an IET healer, a healing angel protocol healer, what we do is is the the angelic and the the healing energy we transmit through us will help get it to move it'll help that energy ball wherever it's at disrupting causing pain causing illness and it, it'll help it kind of soothe it out get it to move and get it so that the energy systems in your body are running at optimal it's
1: like a, it's like an energy it's like a energy aed <laughs> yeah <laughs> right like you come in with the paddles to yeah, start yeah. the heart. <laughs> it's like yeah. you come in like, eh, I love that. <laughs> so I love that thought, which is just one way. And like, I think that's like when we were first like thinking about this, this podcast, we were kind of thinking of like the ways, right? Like it was kind of like, well, how did we get here? How did we get to do this? Like, what are the tools that we've used to get to this? like place that we're at of understanding energy and understanding spirituality and all of that kind of stuff and like that explanation is only just of one thing like the possibilities and the different ways to 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 do this are infinite again because everybody's an individual and everybody feels things individually (laughs) it's like unbelievable and exciting you know like i find it thrilling the idea of everybody experiencing things differently and learning about it and hearing from everybody what their individual experience is with their energy and the energy of impact of another person or of another thing or of a divination tool that really, you know, speaks to them and helps them out. Like, I love that. But this is kind of like what we when we set out to send this to to start this podcast was exactly this to be like angels that you're listening, expand your mind, like really think uh, about how many possibilities there are for you to learn things and feel things and, and just open up to it you can be in the spiritual closet for a while it's okay we've been there (laughs) like it's not scary it's actually kind of the opposite of scary it's very exciting I I remember like kind of wanting to keep it for myself for a little bit like I I really liked that it was because it was for me and I think that that was really what I had to learn is that that I had to do my own first yeah Because I needed to feel it and I needed to, to like, get it, like, just get it. And so I did need to keep it to myself because I didn't need outside sources kind of muddling that, that process. You know, I didn't need outside sources really like telling me things that I wasn't ready to hear. I, I needed to do it for myself. I needed to do the introspection. So like when we talk about our progress, you know, through this, I kind of just floated through life you know, just kind of having a really good gut instinct and having really deep empathy. And also somehow I look back and there's a lot of magical events that have happened that were very much like if I were intentionally sitting down, those are things I would do, (laughs) you know, like even negative stuff that I would never do did happen to people who did negative things to me. And I just remember like looking back when I first started this journey and being like, I didn't do that on purpose. Like, you know, just kind of being like, I, I didn't do anything. Like there's no bad karma coming from me because I didn't do that to people. But it was almost like it took care of itself because of what I was stepping into and wanting things to fall away and wanting things to not be negative in my life anymore and having that being taken care of by the universe, because that's what I in, I wanted. You know, that was the, the freedom I was looking for. But aside, I remember like it was, I think probably I was having a real difficult time in my past household <laughs> because there was just a lot of negative going on and I'm not a negative person. And I felt a little bit trapped there. And my dear departed friend, Holly, who is only departed in body and is all over the place in spirit, thankfully. I met her through my my ex, who is this situation that I'm talking about. Had I not stepped into my relationship with him, I would have never met her. I would have never heard her voice in my head Sometimes during this situation that I was in and I would never be where I am right now. So I see that chain, right? And I see how I followed that. But anyway, I remember one day just being so desperate because things were so bad in that house and feeling like a negative energy in the house. My phone, if I had it face up at a certain spot on the table, would take pictures of the ceiling all by itself. (laughs) Like... I was never, it was just a certain spot on the, on the, the table. And I just remember just having an intuitive feeling of there's something, there's negative energy in this house. And I don't know how I know that. I don't know what this even means. I just know that this place feels bad in here. It feels bad in here. I want it to feel good. And I remember going to the nearest spiritual store. I remember walking in and getting red dragon sage because that's what it looked like. I had just walked up to it and I grabbed it, and then I grabbed a couple crystals that I felt like I liked. I mean, this was totally just walk in and just get stuff. Because I also had a toddler at the time who was wanting to touch and break everything. So, <laughs> and I I came home. I didn't know what to do. I looked up what you're supposed to say when you when you do a smoke cleanse in your house because <laughs> I didn't know and and I remember that it, it worked temporarily. Like it was like a day of freedom, (laughs) you know, but I remember sharing that she was starting her mediumship journey. So she was kind of telling me like, Oh God, thank God. I have somebody to talk to about like this creepy shit that I'm doing, you know? And it was like really stepping into that. And she was, she was kind of teaching me about how negative, spirits can get inside of vulnerable people who are extremely wounded which was the child that i was raising you know it was just kind of like all of this happening all at once again starting from intuition of and following it and that really opened it up to like anything you see anything you feel like you want to know anything about go to it and that came in the form of dance of koya i did a lot of healing and shadow work through dance believe it or not (laughs) um stepping into using oracle cards which a lot of people i think are confused about they think they're fortune teller cards but they're really not they're 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 ways to get you to enhance your intuition you know um and progression you know like i think there's been a lot of um tools that i've stepped toward and kind of stepped away from because either they weren't i'm not able to connect to it right now and i know that i have to do some more work in order to feel that way or it's just not for me you know and and that again part of that journey is that this is not a perfect process like anything else in the world it is trial and error it is openness and and stepping away sometimes because you're not ready it's but it's so beautiful and this is why we wanted to do this podcast is to be like here are some of the things that we do here are some of the things that we believe here are some of the things to try even and I think maybe that will be helpful for people who are listening who are going yeah sounds great ladies I want to do what you did (laughs) I like your journey I like how you came from here to here how (laughs) how'd you get there (laughs) (laughs) exactly so tell me Tell me, so we've got your Reiki experience. How did you start connecting cards? Because that, I think people who are listening to this podcast and who watch our lives, they're coming for that, that hollow bone that you provide through cards. So before I get started on the card
0: journey, I would like everybody to, I would like to share some information. Um, when you start on your journey... If you have a lot of woundings, as far as you have that self-worth wounding, that not enough, trying to please people wounding, please, I implore you to find the book, You Can Heal Your Life by Louise Hay. That, for me, was the pinnacle of my journey. That, to me, was where I believed I could heal. It, I had the book. And, and, and I had the audio and the audio was just as important as the book. Yeah. To hear her talk, to hear her voice, to hear her cadence, to hear somebody say the affirmations that she gives you to you. Totally. It just makes you cry <laughs> yeah. because I think I love that. in the beginning, and, and we talked about this in the last episode in the beginning you don't believe this about yourself, the affirmations. You don't believe that to be true yet. You're not sure. But when you can hear her say them to you in her maternal voice, it breaks something within you open that you can begin to use the tools. And also talking about, you know, last week, the affirmations, like even if you're just starting there it gives you that space. It like kind of cracks your heart open and the energy around it to be able to say to yourself, oh, okay, what if? It, it gives you possibility. Louise Hay is, is the matriarch of my journey. She is the one that, without her and Wayne Dyer, forget it, forget it. Because he was he was like the second (laughs) the second person that I um I stepped into and that I listened to and he used to do PBS specials and you know and I used to listen to them all the time and without those two giving me that idea of well why not just do this why not and it's like well yeah I guess why not um that is uh that they, they were the essential part of my journey. Um, And the other book that if you're into chakras wanting to know more about chakras, David Pond, I believe is the author Mm -hmm. chakras for beginners. The best book, the best book. Um, It is short, sweet, but he gives you those really weird quintessential ways to bring the idea of chakras and their energy into your real life. Love that. Like he's the one that taught me when I'm outside to look at how the trees have abundance. Hmm. The the animals around you have abundance. The earth is abundant and I'm on the earth. Therefore, why should I not be abundant? Sure. That what makes me undeserving? There's nothing because we exist on this plane with everything else that there is a sense of you have that available to you. It is there for you when you're ready to accept it. So those are the three cornerstone books, people on my journey. Um, and actually, and I, I will add one more asterisk to that and to my journey. When I lived just before I moved to Canada, I read S- Sylvia Brown's, the other book, The Other Side. Mm-hmm. That she that's that's when i had that moment of i was able to manifest yeah. that's where i learned and i learned about my connection to the other side and that's where i found peace for a minute until i stopped practicing what she taught <laughs> us to practice of course yeah. cuz i moved to canada and you know and everything else went to hell yeah. <laughs> You know, so that's that's kind of like you know some key things. If you if you're looking for something like okay, where do I start? Their books start there. Louise Hay, you can heal your life, and um, she does another one that says you can heal your body A to Z. That's where I learned about how my emotionality contributed to all my physical issues. Yeah, my RA, Mm -hmm. the hirsutism, the you know the the issues I've had, my polycystic ovaries. All of it, like where I carry my weight and my thighs and my belly, like there's reasons for it. There's reasons. Yeah. So, <laughs> and it also helped me create a recording of uh, all the affirmations to help heal all of the stuff that I was working through. Yeah. And that, um,
1: that's good.
0: <laughs> and that's kind of where I started understanding that I could heal my physical body through my emotional and my spiritual self. So anyways, I digress, sorry. Well,
1: no, no, that's a good digression because like what we're, we're, we're literally talking about tools and I'm over here like with all the spiritual tools and I'm forgetting that most people, including myself, <laughs> start with a book or a movie <laughs> because you maybe accidentally stumble upon, I accidentally stumbled upon the secret way, way back when I was in a, in a mess in New Jersey and trying to figure out how I was going to live like my life after getting like laid off and I hadn't finished my master's yet and everything like that. And then, you know, by some miracle, not by some miracle, but by some manifestation miracle of my own, I stumbled across that and was able to get through it. It wasn't pretty, but I was able to get through it, you know, and able to create abundance when I needed to, to have abundance and get, I would sometimes get like, I got a refund check. I remember from an insurance company once when I was flat broke and being like, it's not a lot, but it's something and it's helping right now. And, and, and it's because I'm, I'm opening that door. It might be a tiny pipeline right now. And that's why I'm getting, you know, $120, but (laughs) you know, like it's a pipeline nonetheless. (laughs) And that was that happened. And then I remember being in an internship that I did not want to be in. It was super extra clinical I did not want to be in it but my supervisor was kind of what I thought out there she was doing what I now do and I didn't quite understand it then is just trying to be herself in a clinical place she showed the movie The Secret by Wayne Dyer and I remember I was supposed to be leading the group and I was sitting there as part of the group going this is the greatest thing I've ever seen in my life like Wayne Dyer you know and that was that was my Wayne Dyer journey beginning of like well who is this guy like he's like I immediately I heard his voice I've got I've got goosebumps all over right now I almost feel like crying as soon as I heard his voice I was like that dude is my soul man like I you know and and that is a very, very, very important thing to bring up is there are tons of books and yes. movies, depending on what you, you've got to meet yourself where you're at. If you jump into something that's not where you're at, it's, you're not going to understand it. And you may get frustrated because we can't accept things until we're ready to, to accept them. And if we are starting our journey, we're often very impatient because a lot of people start this journey out of desperation because they're so very unhappy or they're so like, uh, like this, something's not right. And when we have that kind of energy, it is difficult to be mindful. It is difficult to kind of like let processes be, but reading books and, and um, watching movies is a good way to ease yourself into this kind of stuff to, to cultivate creativity versus desperation to you know, to create inspired actions versus controlled. This is what somebody said to do. And so, and that's what I would do, or this is what I saw somebody do. So that must be the right way. You know, it's really just about touching yourself on the inside and then leading yourself toward these other things. So that was a great aside. Yes. By the yeah. Way.
0: Because well, the books <laughs> well, at that time, the books were essential to me and, and especially, you know, some sure. of the books and, you know some didn't work and some worked, and I just I really you you will find be open, ask help from your angels to bring you the book that's gonna help you it's yep. it's just yes. you know shift can happen was one of Wayne Dyer's movies, one of his more newer ones and it was it was really kind of a movie and i I think that that was a really good depiction of how. To be how to be him, <laughs> for back of letter better words in everyday life, how you can not be angry if a child comes and accidentally spills your water on you. you cannot you don't have to be angry. The child yeah. didn't come to do that on purpose. The child yeah. came and was being a child and and, and, and they accidentally did something. And you can meet it with grace and an understanding and saying it's okay. It was an accident and, and and allowing grace for that child, or you could punish that child for making a mistake. Mm -hmm. And, you know, and, and it was just, and there was parts of it about relationships Mm -hmm. and about dreaming about doing the things that your heart so desperately wants. So, it's a good movie and I highly recommend I watch
1: it. it. I watch it all the time. I own it. I watch it like probably three times a year because it invites shift in my life. It invites yeah. me to go. And and usually that's when I think of it, when I want to watch it, it's like, that's because, you know, spirits telling you that you're ready to make a shift yes. somewhere and you just need the inspiration and you know, that's inspiration for you. So go watch it. Yep. Whoa. Yes. <laughs> yeah. It's a great one. Cause it is, it's like a movie versus, you know, like the secret was very, you know, documentary testimonial type thing. Yeah. Yeah. So, so anyway, car journey. (laughs) (laughs) We have arrived at car journey.
0: (laughs) Way back when I, you know, a lot of my readings that I had gotten from other people were driven via tarot. So I had wanted to learn how to do tarot. So my old mentor, um, I took her tarot one-on-one class Mm -hmm. and I didn't, I, I think at the time there was a lot going on in my life that I didn't like, there's a process that she talks about marrying the cards, which basically means is that every day until you've gone through the whole deck, every day in the morning, you pick a card and you keep it with you and you understand what that card means to you. Now they all have their own meanings, but each person has a relationship with their card decks when I started the I don't remember the very first deck I bought, but I do know that the Raider Weight Tarot, the small pocket version, was the one that I needed for class. So mm-hmm. I had that one. I think the second deck I ever bought was the Chakra Wisdom Oracle cards, which mm-hmm. is the ones I've been using in our readings yeah. um, And yeah. they um they led me to a bigger understanding of myself of the chakras of, you know, because that led me to the course that the creator had given, which was life purpose divination. Mm
2: -hmm. And
0: that created a whole new Avenue for me, a whole new understanding of myself and Mm -hmm. my woundings and, and where I was sabotaging, you know, because it's not about, creating and understanding what's out. It, it goes along with the alignment of where I'm like, your, your purpose is internal. You're not going to find it out there. You're going to find it inside you. And, you know, and that kind of, cause it brings your intuitive sense using the cards, using, you know, your intuition in creating understanding around who you are, how you work and where you're at in that current moment. Cause it changes. I've done the course, because you, you keep all the workbooks and stuff. I've done the course two or three times at different times in my life. And each time has been different. So it's a tool to use over and over again. Wow. Anyways, and then that led me to wanting to learn how to use the chakra wisdom and to facilitate the Life Purpose Divination course, which, you know, which, I don't know, that got me to Arizona. And like, you know, all of this is in, intrinsic. I mean, the people, I have friends now, we He is, he was in my group. He was, um, you know, he was part of the four, the fabulous four. And, you know, we connected on a very deep level and we're still soul sisters now. I mean, like those, those, it's like, uh, if you step back later in life and you look at how things happen, you'll understand why you felt the need so deeply to do that. Yep. So my journey, and then I continued. I used the chakra wisdom a lot for a long time. And then, because you live in Sedona, you go buy more cards because there's more cards out there. Because <laughs> hell yeah, there's more cards, <laughs> they're, and they're just buzzing. All the energy is just buzzing. Come get me. <laughs> and I know I've said this in the past, but I've probably bought twice as many decks as what I have, and the reason for it is because of the fact that i am the conduit of decks for other people like i'll buy a deck and i'll be in the store and it'll shuffle wonderfully if a deck doesn't shuffle good for me it's not for me a deck has to be smooth and i'll be like shuffling it and it'll be smooth i'll be like oh i love the imagery and i'll sit there and i'll take it home and all of a sudden i can't shuffle the deck for the life of me and i'm like what the hell And then I'll be like, okay, fine. You know, I'll keep trying. I'll shuffle. I'll try to read with them. I'll try to, you know, and I'm not connecting to the deck and then a friend will come over or visit and I'll be sitting there and, and then I'll just get this like inclination to show them my new deck (laughs) and they'll all of a sudden pick it up. It's shuffling beautifully (laughs) They love the deck. They have an amazing reading with the deck and they're like, Oh my God, I love these cars. And I'm like, that's your deck. You can have like all, all the time, all the time. It happened to me. Um, It wasn't until I think at that moment when I lived in Sedona, that I really started to connect with using them as a, as a tool to help others. I had a couple of my friend's children come over and her daughter was like, Oh my gosh, can you give me a reading? And I'm like, sure. So I pulled out the deck and I started just doing her readings and she just looked at me with her mouth open. Like, how do you know that? How do you know all this? What's happening? And she just looked at me like, my mom tell you all this stuff. And I'm like, no. And she's like, I don't know what to say. (laughs) And you know, you'll know what a deck is trying to say when you, you'll know what decks are yours because like this surrender deck that I use at every single reading. Yeah. And when I bought this deck, I found this deck at my massage therapist's office. She used to have card decks out and she had the power of surrender and the gateway Oracle, which is the ones I used in the first couple of readings we did. Mm-hmm. And this, the way this hit home for me, because I'm very much like, I need to told, just let it go surrender Mm -hmm. to it surrender to the process because I am so like type a got to control it all you know in my head needing, you know and and I just was like there's so much power when we can just give into it and when I'm doing readings here's 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 an insider tip friends because I spent so much time with the healing agent protocol and in that sense we become the hollow bone We hear what I'm hearing, what the angels are telling me I'm hearing, you know, we go through a process and it's a healing thing, but it's also the way that I connect with all of you. The cards are basically for you all like they're for you, but Mm. it's, it's like, as soon as I pick one up and I read the surrender card, it's the gateway to get me to like connect to your energy as I'm shuffling. I'm saying prayers. I'm asking the angels to, to, to you know, extend through my voice, you know, any messages that needs to be heard, any comfort, any information to help bring clarity to the situation you're asking for, which is why we ask, what do you need clarity on? Yeah. What is it that you're seeking? Because then I can give the best kind of clarity because general readings to me, I, I guess I just... I don't know. I, I don't want it. I don't like doing just general because yeah. I'm all over the place. There's no well, specific thing. And, and I don't, and not using the tarot in these readings and these 15 minute readings, there's nothing for me to hang my hat on in the sense of yeah. what information, because the, the universe can be telling me 16 different things. And I'm like, well, which do I say? They like say all of them. I'm like, I'm going to confuse them before they're even done. Right. So I get this argument in my head right um you know i I, you know what you know i'm like okay universe that none of that makes sense none of it because they there's no focus so i like to focus read because it helps give me the ability to really hone in on the energies that's happening especially if it has to do with something you need to heal something you're struggling with something you need inside or clear like you know, I'm, I do I take the job? Do I not take the job? It's like, you know, and I'm never going to say yes or no. I'm not a predictive read reader. Right. Some people are. Some people can use it to say what's going to happen. But right. I always say we're free. We're free. We have free yeah. will. We can make, we can decide and change it on a heartbeat. It doesn't, right. just because somebody tells you, yeah, you're going on that vacation. You can all of a sudden say, oh, I'd rather do this instead of go right. on that vacation. And now that right. reading is false.
1: Right. Right. So this is
0: why I never predictive read because I want you to make the best decision for you that's for you. Because if taking that vacation prevents you from, you know, spending time with family that you haven't seen since beginning of COVID, I'd rather you have that time with the family rather than taking this vacation
1: because some fucking reader told you you were going to do it. Right. 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 Well, that's, I mean, that is the trouble with it. Um, is that I think a lot of people, um, even when they're doing it for themselves, you know what I mean? Like if you sit down with cards and you're trying to, you know, just ask, ask for something for yourself, is that, that that the idea of it being a decision maker rather than it being a guide. And I think that, that was that was the thing that I had to connect to, was the idea that this is meant for me to be more introspective. This isn't meant for me to just follow, a path that is laid out as a, as a, as a guide by uh, some cards, the cards are coming because of me. So it means that there's something I'm supposed to be thinking about. And that if I, if, if I go from wide to narrow, I'm essentially eliminating possibility. And that's not what you ever want to do. You don't right. ever want to eliminate possibility. And that's what prediction does. Mm-hmm. And it's comforting, of course, You know, there are times in my life where I want you to tell me so I don't waste my time, essentially, because (laughs) that's my big thing is I don't like to waste time. Um, But sometimes that time, the time is never wasted. And I need to be put back into that place of this is not wasting time. It's a journey and you need to stay on it. But here is what you're supposed to be thinking about while you're on the journey is what that card is telling me. That card is telling me, here is a spot that you need to look at. This is a spot that you need to be introspective about because that is the key to the answer that you're looking for inside yourself. (laughs) But a lot of people want that prediction because it's comfort. And you know what? A lot of people really don't want the responsibility of the decision. They want to be able to say that somebody else told them to do something. And I get that 100%. I get it because responsibility with responsibility comes responsibility for failure if it's a failure but we don't learn anything other than to give our power away if what we do is just ask people what to do and then go do it
0: that's why beginning of every session i'm like don't give your power away to a reader reading because you take the element of free will yeah you take the element of of just that sense of you get i know i get myopic sometimes when i'm desperate I'm getting a reading because I'm desperate because I want to know everything is going to be okay. I tend to focus in and become very myopic, about two or three things that reader said, and I can't get it out of my head and I become obsessive and I miss a lot of opportunities along the way because Mm -hmm. I get obsessive. And then I know that I'm not okay and I'm not using it as a tool to guide me. I'm looking at it for the surety that Mm -hmm. I'm going to be okay.
1: Right. Which you're going to be okay no matter what.
0: Exactly. (laughs)
1: but (laughs) you know in those manic moments we want to be the most okay we could possibly be which again like when we say it right now and we giggle it's kind of like how silly but in that moment of desperation it is not silly it is life.
0: (laughs) so i urge you if you own oracle cards ask the questions differently like instead of will i get the job ask it what will happen if i get this job
1: i always ask my question every time i open them up is what do i need to know about blank
0: yeah yeah
1: because i i just what do i need to know about blank and whatever card comes up i go well what do i already know and then i start to think about what how why do i already know it maybe i don't know it what are the other possibilities and that i mean it takes me all the places i need to go without like you said that prediction
0: yeah Absolutely. So quick rundown as we've been on here for a good minute. Um, Quick rundown, Vanessa, what are some other tools that you use in your, your magic practice?
1: (laughs) Quick rundown. Okay. So I do, I do use uh, all Oracle cards. I haven't stepped into tarot yet. Although my tarot deck that's going to bridge my gap is my golden girls tarot deck. (laughs) I a hundred percent know that that is here for me. Um, But so I also, um crystals are a thing that i 100% believe in and feel however i will say my daughter is way more into it than i am she puts them under her pillow she you know like she's she wants to hold them and all that kind of stuff i like i do kind of gridding around the house which you know is like grouping different things together in order to create an an energy um space i guess you could call, I call it stories. Um, I call them yeah have,
0: I have little of pockets of stories everywhere like love
1: it I love heart that.
0: chakra crystals and body <laughs> you know body positivity crystals in my bathroom and like yeah love that yeah I so get
1: it yeah love that so I have those around I very much um and this this kind of came in with you know some of the more witchy stuff I love fire <laughs> like super love fire everything so I love candles but I'm very intent driven when it comes to candles I don't burn candles every day I burn candles when I want to feel something and so it's very much like a mini spell type situation like an energy that I need from that fire from that specific fire it's different candle holders it's I mean like I have my chakra candles that I created my daughter and myself sometimes I light those because I just feel like my whole body needs some cleansing and fire does it for me I don't Probably was burned as a witch. (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) But (laughs) either way. It is
0: cleansing. It's very cleansing. It's yeah, like it's it's very and it's tied to very much sacred geometry and burning off the dross, the stuff that we do not does not serve us. And it cleanses our energy so that we may work from the ultimate prime energy without all the things that are kind of in the way, the congestion. Love that. Yeah. Stripping it it back
1: because it does I mean fire burns from air and it transforms the air around it no matter what um and so yeah I mean that does that makes sense and it it is for me sometimes the flame itself uh, very much flames and embers and things like that are really um kind of good for me for like that the stepping out of the concentration world and just kind of chilling and letting letting things kind of flow through instead of trying to force them um so yeah i do like you know i like i like candles uh and my daughter and i love
0: journal burning like you know writing yes. you do a lot of letter you do a lot of like using it fire to transmute yes. either to release or to transmute you know what your intent is so yeah i I love that
1: about you. <laughs> yeah. yeah. My outside fires definitely are, uh, very, very ritualistic sometimes in that, you know, like the releasing of, of, of things in, in a way that I need to do it. You know, some people can do it in different ways or will do it in different ways for me. I don't know something about that burning fire. Um, so yeah, I do that. M- my daughter and I are, we love to use the pendulum, um, here and there again. I mean, and that's one of the ones that, um, I caution people when, cause I needed that, that, that caution of making sure that you're using it and pr- using protection when you use it because of who, who or what may come through in that, in that sense. But the pendulum is super cool. It's something that I never believed in before. I can remember somebody telling me when I was pregnant that I could use a pendulum to predict the, the sex of my child. And I was like, bull crap and I never did it. So I don't know. <laughs> like, I don't have any sayings on that, but I can say that, you know, when we use it now, and again, it's still, it's still an intuitive thing. It's still not a predictive thing. Um, but it's a, it's just a more fun way sometimes of doing that. We made a pendulum board that has like letters and it's, um, people say it's like a rock Ouija board and maybe, <laughs> but whatever i mean again it's a bit it's about that intent and that protection you know the calling in the protection and and being in that sacred space um so yeah we we use the the pendulum for um stuff like that what else essential oils you know using the diffuser i think that's one that is very common that's a gap a bridge gap one for me (laughs) As if, if we can get people to like use scent memory i'm like see but smells make us do things and feel things <laughs> like so how could we do it on purpose <laughs> kind of thing um but yeah so those are you know just some of the ones that I that that i use you know i don't use meditation very much because i'm not a good meditator i use like tiny meditations like i said you know like with the lighting of a candle and stuff like that you know cuz you Know, I need mini ones. I'm just she not. also uses incense and she uses um sprays clear cleansing sprays. Yeah. Yes, and I love and I and I do um use smoke cleanse not as often as I used to, but I I have found that like there's some I I really love and some I don't, yeah. and that's you know that's a journey in and of itself. Yes, it is. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it is. So, yeah, quick run. That was my quick rundown. What about you, Amy? Well, gosh, life. <laughs> um, I'm looking around like just
0: yeah.
1: Welcome in. in. <laughs>
0: so, so I want to give a disclaimer that we don't own any rights to this music, that if you can hear it in the background, it's one of my tools. Is my CD of my Chakra Suites. Um, it was one of my first um, experience to music as a tonality and its frequencies. Um, and YouTube is one of my biggest tools uh, because they have a lot of um, they have a lot of like meditation music and relaxing music that are done at a certain frequency and each one of our chakras vibrate at a different frequency and sometimes we need to elevate our frequency and sometimes we need to relax our frequency depending on where we're at and there's tons of them on um, YouTube go search it out they're amazing 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 Got it.
1: My, my my daughter uses sleep meditation music all night long they have ones that go for 12 hours just yeah. fyi <laughs> for people um I, <laughs> I, forgot, have, I forgot about music huge yeah. yep
0: for mm-hmm. me it's huge because i don't i used to I, I didn't realize how much my music was attributing to my to where i was at because i used to be i used to listen to everything from country to rap to heavy metal like i was very eclectic and i and and I noticed that it would, it would disrupt a lot of my freak, my energy patterns. So I, I started listening to more of the frequency music and I'm like, whew, okay, that feels better. Like it was just, it, it wasn't so intensive. Um, so what else do I use? I have a crystal wand that I use in my healing practice. Um, it's a smoky quartz, um, with, uh, I don't know what tree, I don't know what branch this is from, but my friend, um, Lisa gave it to me and I love it and she's beautiful. And it's, it's, it can be really, truly powerful. I don't called all the time to use it, but sometimes somebody needs a very um, deep, concentrative type of moment. Mm-hmm. Um, I also use it for scanning. I of course use um, smoke as a cleanser, like Sage or Palo Santo. Um, I, and I use the turkey feathers in order to waft it. So it's another okay. tool. I we use... have
1: peacock feathers as our wafters <laughs> oh I
0: love it I love it I oh that would be amazing that could be something you could make for people I'd buy one because I love peacock feathers we
1: did we made them too we just because w- I wanted something and I said we love peacocks let's and Holly's last name was peacock so when it came to me I was like well absolutely of course I have to do that and yes. we bought peacock feathers and we put them together as our own little wafters Oh my gosh. I have to see that sometime Um, because I think it's funny because I'm following
0: the life of a peacock in this journey. Like we had a full on peacock show up at the the first place I landed in Portland, like full on peacock, like in the front yard. I'm like, do they, are they indigenous to Portland? (laughs) And, and it's like, I chose my therapist because behind her on the wall is a iron sculpture of a peacock the mm-hmm. the colors in my home are purples turquoise blues peacock colors
1: i i'm living the life well, here of you have it we had to have this conversation oh my gosh <laughs> so that there could be a peacock in your in your future i love it i love it
0: so um and I, I too love essential oils. Um, I, I diffuse some of them. I am very careful because sometimes some of them irritate cats and dogs. Um, and, oh, it says my connection's unstable. Um, so, but like, I love them. I love the ones, the blends like surrender, release trauma life. When I, I use them for healings too. When I know somebody's working through something, they need a little bit of an assistance to release whatever they're releasing. Um, I have my singing bowl that I use. Yes. Um, my of course my Oracle decks, my tarot decks, which I am right now currently re-establishing my corrections, my corrections, my connections with the um with the Oracle deck my friend got me for my birthday, which is mm-hmm. the centennial edition of the Smith Waite Tarot deck. It's more muted colors. It's the same thing as the Raider Weight. But the writer weight is very garish and very bright, and I turned off by those colors. And so this one, they're very muted. They're very soft. Even the yellows are very kind of like just soft. They're Mm -hmm. more, they're easier to digest. So I'm I'm on a journey right now to reconnect with the meanings, like what they mean to me, to reconnect my established. I mean, I've always used tarot, but not in a way of a um I would use other people's interpretation of the card versus yeah. intuitively seeing. I mean there's some I intuitively know because I started that process long ago, but I want to get I want to reaffirm my my position with these cards. I want to marry this deck is what it comes down to. And so as I'm doing that, I, we will begin to use more tarot in our readings. Um the other thing that I use is imagery. I have Um, I used to, I will, as soon as I'm done, like I'll have like different photos of like either angels or like Metatron's cube. I have his cube. I have the angel of abundance, um, St. Germain. I have Metatron, which is one of my core angels I work with, Um, you know, in different things, Quan Yin, like I have imagery. And I pull on their energy. Oh, sorry. My back hurts. Um, but I pull on their energy, um, to, you know, when I'm doing healings, when I need some clarity statues, mm-hmm. figurines, I have, I have a beautiful, um, figurine of Quan Yin that sits on my altar in front and center because she is the one, she is my bodhisattva uh, of choice. Um, I work with her a lot in my healings. Um, and yeah, just that's that's you know that's it. I there's tapestries. I have uh, books, uh, movies. Like we said, you know that's kind of like the basics. But you know what? Here's the thing. When I was thinking about tools, and I will keep this brief because I know we've been on for a hot minute. Um, this is gonna maybe be a two hour episode, but it's a fun episode, so it it's not a fun. Episode, you know, <laughs> <laughs> friends. We our tools of magic can be as simple as my computer my microphone is the, is the, is the vehicle in which I share my magic with the world. So when we think about it, it doesn't always have to be your quintessential, what you find in a crystal shop. Sure. How you work your magic is the the avenue. Are you a writer? So then writing is your magic. So your, your computer or however you write your notebooks, your pens is your magic. I have a certain kind of pen that I love. So when I'm writing, I will use that pen because I love it. And Mm -hmm. it, and, and there's specific things that I do. So in working my magic, there's, it's just, it doesn't always have to be what everybody else is doing, what everybody else is looking like. Yes, I have candles. Yes, I have, you know, herbs and I have, you know, you can, I keep jars so I can make little magic spells or like, you know, I don't have a cauldron yet because I haven't found one I liked. So, you know, there's, there can be magic in the mundane of everything. Well, and- I think
1: that's what, when we were talking about looking back, like when we look back on our lives prior to, to stepping consciously into it, we have been making magic yeah. Without all of these tools. Yes. And essentially it's kind of like an enhancement, right? Like I may be good at hockey, but if I get a really good hockey stick, my shot improves because the tool that I'm using is a better tool than the one that I had before then. It's, it's, it's that, that understanding that the magic is from within and we use tools to enhance. We use tools that we connect with in order to feel more intention or feel more magical, right? <laughs> like when you have a wand, I'm sorry, I feel more magical than when I don't. And that's because, it's a, and it's a feeling and it feels good. And so when I feel good, maybe my magic improves or maybe it, it strengthens or maybe it whatever, or, you know, with certain herbs or scents, you know, maybe if I'm doing something and I'm smelling something at the same time, I'm feeling different. I'm still doing the same thing and I, it would be the same thing without every single one of those tools. It's an enhancement of your feeling during it. It's an enhancement of that energy, raising it up just a little bit more. Yeah. Is all,
0: yeah. It's also,
1: yeah. You You can do magic without all this stuff. Right. (laughs)
0: I I have so many crystals in my life that I love and that enhance my vibration and enhance my home and enhance the love that I bring but I can still bring it without them because they're still in a box right now (laughs) and I can still work my magic without them but they just they feel good Mm -hmm. and they make me feel like oh okay you know like I can I love this I love my crystals you know especially my rose quartz it's it makes me feel good, but I can still do my magic without anything at all. And I guarantee Vanessa is absolutely right. You all are working your own type of magic without any of these
1: tools. Yes. I mean, look back. I always say that. Like we don't, we, we try not to look back in a way that makes us feel bad. So we always look back and go, well, what kind of magic stuff happened? Like what kind of things did you manifest without even trying to manifest? Yeah. Because if you could do it from a simple thought of what you wanted, then you can do it with a less simple thought, desire, intentionality. You're going to, you're going to still do it. you you've done it. You've done it already without this. So what, imagine what happens if you enhance it, imagine what happens with additional energy toward it. That's what we're talking about is just adding in to what you already exist. Everybody can find magic when they look backwards. Every single one of you can find something that you go, that was kind of weird that that happened the way I wanted it to. Yes. (laughs) Every single one of us has that. And that wasn't a coincidence. Coincidences don't happen. Synchronicities happen. And so if there was ever a time that you truly wanted something and you don't know how it got there, that's because you called it and you manifested it and it was for your highest good. And Totally.
0: totally and on the heels of that friends go make your own damn magic be you spread the love spread the love the joy the happiness just go out and just be that conduit
1: and just do work your magic really it's all you need just do it yeah and if you need if you want if you have questions i mean we have resources we have you know, our own journeys that we can, you know, share more of, or, or whatever, we have resources of people who are more uh, in tune with specific parts that we've talked about here, you know, I definitely know some people who only work with singing bowls, and you know, all, you know, like, some of those kind of things, we have those resources there, if something calls to you, go to it, yeah. and if you can't figure out where, ha- where to go to it, let us know, we yeah. will help you. And
0: if you want to dive into tarot and, and feel like it's your journey, you can join me with it. Yeah. You know, we can make it a Zoom thing if you want to join mm-hmm. us and join me and in, in exploring the tarot and what it means and, and you know, and go from there. And to just, you know, it's a fun thing. it is
1: and hopefully this podcast was as fun for them to listen to as it was for us to do because i am tickled (laughs) we got to to talk about our 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 treasures yeah yeah exactly it's like coming into into um what's her name and uh little mermaid into ariel's little cave of all the treasures she's taken from the shore just like my pretties, here you are yes my my, like show and tell it's an adult show and tell except you can't see we're 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 just telling but
0: <laughs> and i encourage you guys if you have your own tools of magic that you love dearly and you want to share with us post it on freud's angels you know in the comments or just create a post and be like hey this is my favorite tool of magic
2: yeah. just
0: do it and, and we'd love to see it because i'm always up for
1: inspiration 100 <laughs> i love it yeah love it right.
0: we love you guys and we hope that this helped you know, either spawn or inspire your journey or just kind of affirm that you're right where you need to be. Fabulous. Okay. Amen. Love you guys. Love y'all. Thank you for joining us on Freud's angels.
1: We are thankful for each of you opening up your heart to us
0: to continue the healing. Connect with us on Instagram
1: at Freud's underscore angels and on Facebook at Freud's angels. Please subscribe to the show so that we may help you continue your journey.
0: And remember to give us some love in the review section.
1: If anything we've talked about today has triggered an emotional or mental crisis, please call 911 or head to the nearest emergency center.
0: And always remember you are loved. You are worthy. And the world needs your light.